to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're going to talk about our 2021 celebrity predictions. And we're also doing cringe mode New Year's Eve. <laughs> Great stuff. We always nail our predictions 100%. Yeah. So. 100% of the time. Yeah. Guys, it's a new year. Follow us on Twitter. It's at tea time underscore 33. And then Instagram, it's at tea time pod. Okay, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right. So the way this is working this episode is we're just going to do two enormous categories, but they'll be super fun. The first one is Tea Time's 2021 Celebrity Predictions. We did this last year. Granted, the world changed in many ways we had, you know, we could not foresee. So uh, we will do our best. We're going to start with relationship slash baby watch. So Mm. do you guys have any thoughts on maybe what's coming up in the new year? I think I want to start with our girl Taylor Swift because I was... You know, looking into like the celebrity repertoire, I was like, who is most likely to get married and or have a child unto this world in Mm -hmm. 2021? And I have said this on podcast with Nora as we've covered Taylor Swift. We just think she is is married. I think that girl is as cuffed (laughs) as cuffed can be. And all of her friends are having babies. She is committed. She is secure in her career and her personal life. And I just think she's ready to be a mother. So I think she's going to have a baby in 2021. I think that's going to be like the next, (laughs) the next step for her life. And I'm ready to, I'm ready to put it on the record. So that's what this is. I agree. She lives a very shadowy life. And I feel like she could very easily go through nine months of pregnancy kind of Mm -hmm. um, under wraps, just continue to uh, travel in a suitcase and then (laughs) and then pop out a baby. I think this is very, very, very possible. I also think not to get too like introspective, but I think she's at a point in her career where she personally like with her fame and her public Mm -hmm. image is ready to like bring a baby into that 
space, you know, like I think mm-hmm. before she just like didn't feel great about like people talking about her in her personal life and like feeling like she was like in this lens. And I feel like she's made her peace. She's figured out how to make it work. And I just think mentally she's ready. So yeah, wow. I agree. This is a good Thank one. Mine is much uh, lower brow, my next prediction, but I do think Khloe Kardashian is going to have baby <laughs> number two with Tristan Thompson. It feels like mm. they've been back together for a while. He's very clearly won her back over mm. um, and they have seemingly healed from his cheating scandal. And I also think that she wants siblings for true. I think that family will grow like, you know, all else be damned. So I think that this is also possible in the near It's been a while since the last Kardashian baby, right? Yeah. I mean, Stormy's almost three. They were guys. popping them out for a while there. And now mm-hmm. they've really, there's been mm-hmm. kind of a dry spell. So it's time. Yeah. Agreed. Wow. And then my next one is Haley Bieber because she and Justin Bieber seem to be like very happily married. Also, Gigi Hadid just had her baby and like Haley Bieber has been commenting up a storm. Also, she's close with Kylie. He's already had a baby. I think she just like sees a path ahead where you can still be famous and a successful model, you know, mm-hmm. that, which is what she is. Um, and then also have a child. So those are my two predictions for babies. That, Maria, whole, that whole class of celebrity are getting pregnant yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like the, all yeah. those like young, like model <laughs> nepotism influencer, you know, like yeah. I just feel like they're all in that stage at the same time. And it's like the thing to do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I totally agree with that. Yeah. Right, Amelia. Um, you know, I think Ariana Grande, you know, she recently got engaged. Happy for her. Uh, I don't think she'll be pregnant. I'm going against the grain and I'm going to say that, She is just like, you know what? I'm happy and I've got too much to lose. I've got too much on the line for a baby because Mm -hmm. I feel like she is on top of the world right now. She also isn't as old as like, I mean, not that Taylor Taylor Swift is not old, but like she's like, what, in her mid-20s, whereas Taylor is like 30. And Mm -hmm. I just think that Ariana Grande still has a few more albums to put out before Mm-hmm. She puts out a baby, if you will. Um, yeah, I feel like you know, her last album or her content is still very like sexy and kind of yeah. like pop, and Taylor Swift's a lot more like introspective. And here's what I've learned. And like right. it feels like Ariana Grande still has to come out with a couple more like kind of yeah like romance kind of sexy albums before she does before she has a baby. Totally. So I think that, but I mean, who knows? Maybe I don't know. Um, and then I also think we are. Uh, Every day, we inch closer to a Zoe Deschanel property brother engagement, which is just (laughs) horrifying for me personally and for many other people who, you know, just like, you know, I I like Zoe Deschanel. I mean, I haven't really watched her in anything in a long time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, she seems like a pleasant person. New Girl was fun. I didn't watch all the episodes, but from the ones that I watched, she's very charming. (laughs) Yeah, I do find her quite charming on screen. I think she's a good actress. Yeah, and I'm just worried that she is now going to be tied down with freaking one of the... I don't remember which... Honestly, who cares? It's one of them. And (laughs) I just... I Because you know he... Once he has his claws in you, he's not letting go. True. And it's scary. I absolutely agree. They're committed. So obviously she's a very successful, talented like actress. But do you think yeah. if she would be sucked in, you would watch her on like an HGTV like flip or flop kind of property brother show? I don't. I think know. I would. I don't know. I mean, I don't blame you. She is very charming. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Sure. Also, 
genuinely seems like a logical next step for her. <laughs> Do you think? Her I don't know. I would want to see them interact because the whole thing is like, what do they see in one? Or obviously, we know what he sees in her, but like, what does she see in him? So I would like to actually watch that on screen. Property, property spouses. Yeah. Oh, okay. Coming soon I like that. to TV near you. <laughs> it would work because the other one is married and I think she is like, she's somehow related to their show. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, okay. TV. Who do you guys think will be next year's internet slash tabloid darlings? So in your guys' opinion, who do you think really ruled 2020? I'm going to go with <laughs> Jacob Elordi, Kaya Gerber, oh, wow. yes. Margaret Qualley, maybe oh, Ashley Benson. What about you guys? Ana de Armas, for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Her moment. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always like the person that the internet latches onto. I think Paul Meskel had his moment Mm. this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You never quite know like what celebrity is just going to like hit like their Mm -hmm. stride in like their press tour. (laughs) Um, I do have some predictions for next year and how this is going to go. It's really hard because every movie that has ever been made is coming out next year. (laughs) All the movie buildup from this year, they've all been pushed to next year. So it's really hard to tell who like the internet is going to latch on to. I made a few predictions. First of all, Timothy Chalamet has both Dune and Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch coming out. Both movies that were supposed to come out this year are now coming out next year. Mm-hmm. And I think the internet is going to get Timothy fatigue. I think that, you know, he was just on SNL. People were like, okay, he's funny, whatever. <laughs> I just think he's like a little bit too silly still and like a little bit mm. too goofy to mm. really like make the most of his like A-list press tour moments. And I feel like mm. it's going to be a Jennifer Lawrence thing where like mm. he tries a little bit too hard to be relatable and quirky oh, and people yeah. are going to be like, actually, I'm tired of your face. Wow. And I just worry, I worry for him. I think that we're approaching Timmy fatigue uh, and backlash. I'm worried for saturation. him too because Demois posts him 17,000 <laughs> times a day and I'm a little tired of it. I can't and he's lie. like, he's, a, he's like not quite good enough at it. Like he's dating too many yeah. women. He's like doing too many silly things. He tweets too much. Like he's on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like always vaping. And it's like, you're just not, you're not ready for like the yeah. amount of spotlight that's going to be yeah. on you. It seems like. Yeah. It's um, just like win that Oscar first, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And I just think people are like going to be, it's like, you know, the Lin-Manuel Miranda oh, fatigue God. came for him. It, <laughs> comes for all of us in the end. Came from big time. Yeah, it's true. It's just inevitable, methinks. Um, so that's no. my first prediction. I think the internet will get tired of him. I also think of all the movies that are coming out next year, I was looking at all these casts, trying to figure out like what the internet will grab onto. And I think Marvel's Eternals, which has been oh, coming nice. out for years and years, they announced <laughs> it forever ago. I think it's going to be a big deal in terms of kind of like the newcomers to the Marvel universe who are already mm. A-list actors. So... I think Richard Madden and Kamel Nanjiani are just posed for internet boyfriend You know, Richard's yeah. got the gray streak that everyone was freaking out about a couple years ago. <laughs> Kamel has been like on his steroids for like two years now because it was supposed to come out before and it's still right. not out. Uh, oh, he just he just right. posted a picture. You know, like he posted the picture where he was like super jacked and everyone freaked yes. out. Right. Yes. Well, now that movie never came out. So he's still jacked <laughs> like oh, a wow. year later. This I poor man right. oh is God. still just eating like chicken breasts. Oh. So I feel like he's <laughs> he's really going to try and make the most of that once it his like opportunity finally comes. He's very oh funny. God. That's a great call, actually, because I thought that I don't track those movies that closely. So I just assumed it had come out, done its wave and then uh-uh. passed. But the poor guy has probably been killing himself still. Yeah. For now, way too wow. long. Like has not eaten pizza in like four years. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's tough. And I'm then worried my- for him, though. <laughs> I know. Aren't you worried? Like, 
I feel yeah. like it's going to be Chris Pratt levels of backlash. You know, people, yeah, people talk about him. I'm not quite sure if if yeah. uh, if if there will be backlash coming for him, but we'll see. And then I also my big my big takeaway from Eternals is that I really want Angelina Jolie Ooh. to re-enter the public eye. I want her to make like her Nicole Kidman diva comeback where suddenly she's everywhere. She's on Instagram. <laughs> she's like her Botox wow. is immaculate. Her hair is blown <laughs> out. Like just being fabulous. Like everyone will be nostalgic being like, oh my God, where did you go, queen? Come back. She'll like stick out a leg again <laughs> on a red carpet. Oh my God. That'll be it. And I'm just ready for her to come back into our lives. That's a good point. I'm actually very ready to hear about like like her professional news. I feel like I've only heard about her personal life for a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to have some, you know, written pieces about her actual work. Yeah. Okay. My prediction was this is more for like internet tabloid darling mm-hmm. um, is Aza Gonzalez, who I feel Ooh, like sure. made small wave 2020 because she was photographed hooking up with Timothy Chalamet in Mexico. But she actually has been a in the entertainment industry for a very long time, basically since she was a teenager. And she's like a multi-platinum recording artist. She's like, enormous in Mexico. So feels like it's just the wave to bring to the United States that will come in 2021. She's drop dead gorgeous. She's going to be in the new Godzilla movie in the next year. And I just feel like she's poised for it. And she's, yeah, it just feels like she could be the next like heartthrob or everybody. Totally agree. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. And then lastly is our girl, Sydney Sweeney, who's in a lot of projects coming up. This is a great pick. This is a really good pick. Yeah, she, like, I think people, I held on to her from The Handmaid's Tale and then Euphoria, obviously, but people are obsessed, obviously, for good reason. And I feel like she'll just be photographed everywhere, everywhere she goes next year. Yeah, her Instagram is already, like, thirst trap central. Like, yeah. everywhere, and not not on her. I'm just saying, like, she's like Emily Ratajkowski and that, like, every boy you've ever met is, like, yeah. somehow on her page constantly. Every and you're like, why her? <laughs> Yes. like, oh, I guess you like this oh, one too. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh For some God. reason, she has just like entered that space where like yes. men are oh just God. obsessed with her, which yes. is like, you know, For it's fine. Reason, She's beautiful yeah. and talented. Yes. But yeah, she definitely is in like the heartthrob space uh, already. It's mm-hmm. always so funny to see guys from work like commenting on <laughs> yeah. them. I'm like, do you think that they're going to see this? We can see you. We, yeah, she can, can anything, but we can. But we can. <laughs> uh, this is okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do the next category. This is just miscellaneous 2021 celeb predictions. Kate, you want to go ahead first? Uh, first of all, I think, you know, we got to talk about the world just returning to normal next year. Obviously, these are uh, optimistic predictions, maybe for like the back half of the year once things return to normal. But, you know, once red carpets come back, hopefully they will next year. Again, try not try not to jinx this coming year. <laughs> hopefully we will be back on red carpets. And I think the celebrity fashion trends are going to be like, super ridiculous over the top like Lady Gaga Tilda Swinton Billy Porter Met Mm -hmm. Gala shit just everywhere because it's like why would you just wear you've been stuck in your in your house on Zoom interviews wearing a blazer and sweatpants for the past how like the past year I feel like celebrities are just going to be like let's really make an impact now that we're back in Mm -hmm. like very strange like ridiculous over the top ways so I just want no black dresses no black (laughs) suits like just wow me you know, yeah, it's been so one. long. Mm-hmm. And then I also think this is more of a question. Do you guys think that TikTok stars will successfully reach the A-list next year? 
Or will they kind of go the YouTubers route and kind of get stuck in their own category of fame? Because for a while, remember, like YouTubers were going to be the next huge thing, too. Yep. And then, you know, they still are huge, but on YouTube, like they're still not, you know, on again, like red carpets or like actual household names. So yeah. do you guys think TikTok star? we're kind of like in this period where TikTok stars could go either way right. and become Kardashians or they could become. Wow. I don't know. can't even name a YouTuber to compare them to. Trisha uh, Paytas. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> it depends because basically we're banking on basically Addison Rae or the D'Amelio family. And those are, I believe, if anyone were to do it, it's going to be those two groups of people. Addison mm-hmm. Rae is trying with the movie and obviously with her friendship right. with the Kardashians. And then the D'Amelios are also trying going to Hulu. So, Amelia, what's your temperature on this? Like, do you <laughs> think that they can break I, the barrier? I mean, I think there is a chance, but they faced so much backlash after that chef video came out. Mm-hmm. And people, there's already been an underlying, like, sense of animosity towards them. Like, I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to get political, but, like, the dad is, like, a Republican politician, and people have called that out before. Just the fact that, you know... Charlie and her sister Dixie, like, what are these names? Um, <laughs> got famous from like essentially copying like a lot of dance moves that like um like black women have done on TikTok mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. is kind of like also another like just very I w- I don't want to say like despair because it's not necessarily their fault that they blew up, but it does kind of muddy the waters of their fame and something Mm -hmm. that I think is a valid thing to bring up. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think they have a lot working against them. I also think, you know, just on a personal level, they're not very likable. I don't think they're likable. And that one girl needs to, you need to switch up your uh, middle part, honey. It's not doing anything (laughs) for you. And I'm saying this as a friend. I just think you would look a lot cuter with like a little swoopiness going on. But I mean, that is neither here nor there. <laughs> See, to me, these are all things that people said about the Kardashians. Oh, they got popular from a sex tape or oh, yeah. they, you know what I mean? Which like, I feel like their controversy has made them all the more famous, That's which true. then makes me wonder if the Demelios will go that route instead of sort of fading away into obscurity. I think if they put together like a makeup line, yeah, maybe. That's well, inevitable. Yeah, Addison Ray has already done that. It feels like oh, they're on their way. I'm just hoping that they stay within the TikTok, like internet fame, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to like on red carpets. But it depends on how much manpower the Kardashians put behind yeah. Addison Ray, basically, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, next thing, Amelia. Well, let, this is still going to be kind of depressing. But um, speaking of the Property Brothers, uh, <laughs> one of them, I think Drew, I think the one who isn't dating. Zoe Deschanel released a Christmas song. Thank you to, I don't know how to pronounce this person's uh, Instagram name, but at CKA Wes for sharing. You shared this to Tea Time. Um, and I had to listen to it and it, you know, it wasn't horrible. Um, but oh, that's good. Yeah. But it was also like, why are you doing Like, just, you know, it's like, why are you doing this? Why of you, of all people, have decided <laughs> to release this Christmas song? Out of all the things you could be doing, you know, and not only that, they have this celebrity IOU show and now they are Hollywood adjacent. And it's just what is I don't I don't know if they're angling their way to become like Ryan Seacrest. I don't know what's going on, but something is up. (laughs) Anyone? Anyone? No. Uh, They can try to be Ryan Seacrest. I feel like Ryan Seacrest still has the power over all of Hollywood, but more power to them to try. I mean, they yeah. can certainly try. Kate, what are your thoughts? 
you got to diversify your income, you know? So That's just true. like try, so the, try what works, you know, never know when the housing market's going to crash. So wow. That's just got to yeah. keep the routes of, of income, you know, flowing. Fresh. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's so true. <laughs> okay. So yeah, stream Drew's song on Spotify <laughs> or, or not. Don't, ha- you don't have to do that. Um, And then also, I just feel like I saw some photos of Catherine McPhee pregnant and, you know, she was showing her belly and I was like, this woman is trying to worm her way back into the good graces of the public. And I think she's going to do it with maybe the help of Harry and Meghan. But let me tell you, my goal in 2021 is to ensure this does not happen. (laughs) So as you all, as my witness, I promise you, I will do whatever it takes to make sure we do not forget that she's trash. Damn. Yeah. Ambitious. Ambitious. <laughs> Thank you. Someone I think you to. have a, a fair shot at this only because David Foster is not in the public Ugh. eye enough to make any positive waves. And Catherine McPhee also isn't. I mean, the most that they can <laughs> do is just continue irrelevant. to hire paparazzi to cover them on their morning walks. But that's about it. I'm ho- I'm hopeful for you. Amelia. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. yeah you know. We support you. Thank you. Okay. Lastly, some 2021 unanswerable questions. Um, there's a lot unknown about next year. Kate, what do you have? Indeed. Uh, obviously, 2020, we've talked about it a thousand. We can really contributed to it on this podcast was the Twilight Renaissance. Mm. Uh, and on TikTok, especially and on social media, it was the new girl renaissance. So like, no. you know, instead of Friends or The Office, which were like the it shows, the it properties of past years, I think 2020 was really like the new girl Twilight sort of nostalgia renaissance. Mm-hmm. So... In 2021, what property will bored, nostalgic millennials seize on to to revisit and just be obsessed with next year? I'm going to take a shot, even though it's like a very easy next answer. But the Hunger Games, I do (laughs) feel as though has some room for Gen Z to grab onto um, Mm -hmm. and rediscover because I don't they were really young when that came out. I feel like that was kind of more our age range when those movies were first released. They probably don't really like I'm trying to think about this and I feel like the whole like big brother government looking down and all Ooh, these yeah. young people fighting against the man wow. and the power showing that they can um, relate to but other than that I have no idea I think Pretty Little Liars is ripe for Ooh. being made fun of online yes, actually, in a similar way yeah. to Twilight where like you revisit and you're like what the fuck is she wearing <laughs> or like what the fuck was this plot line mm-hmm. or like you know just zooming into like these very like specific stars that are no longer relevant uh, yeah. and these plot lines that didn't <laughs> yeah. make sense and like is sort of just the meme fuel that Twilight provided us with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think maybe like, you know, nostalgic bored millennials will like want to revisit that. I also think Gossip Girl is just like a clear oh, choice in terms mm-hmm. of the reboot coming. You're so right. You're so right. But that one's like almost too easy of an answer. <laughs> so I think those two things, you know, like weird fashion, specific yeah. stars. Yeah. You know. That's true. We'll see. Wow, those are good ones. Off of the Gossip Girl thing, I will say that I would love to see like everyone get into the OC again. Ooh, like yeah. The first season of that show. One. Never too late. It's never too late for that. You know? So. Yeah. All right. Next question. Do you guys think as many celebrities will get pregnant in 2021 <laughs> or do you think the baby craze is kind of over? <laughs> Obviously, we have a couple of celebs still pregnant, still need to give birth, but this was kind of an insane year and I don't know that we'll yeah. ever see anything like this again. What do you guys think? I don't <laughs> think it'll be anything similar to this year. Yeah. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You convinced me. Yeah. 
I mean, this year, what did we say? It was like 72 legitimate celebrities that had <laughs> babies or pregnancy yeah. announcements. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah, that is insane. Do you guys think we'll see any humongous weddings in 2021? Like, you know, hopefully they all do it safely post vaccine and when everything goes back to normal because celebrities haven't been able to do this and really flex their like gigantic, Mm. lavish weddings that much. Do you think all the celebs are engaged, like who have yet to get married? So that's like Katy Perry, Ariana Grande, Gwen Stefani. Liam Payne. Do you think these people are doing like big big blowout weddings? (laughs) Yes, I do. I think like once we officially are allowed to do that, I think they absolutely will. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like some December weddings that are like really icy in more ways than one. What are you talking about? (laughs) You know, like there's a lot of jewels. What's another the second icy way besides just temperature? Temperature, but like icy as in like diamonds. Ooh, <laughs> you know? Okay. And like yeah, icy colors, maybe some, Ooh, some okay. colors going on. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think, yes, I think Katy Perry is going to have a seven Ooh. day long wedding somewhere <laughs> yeah. very far away and like ship yes. 200 people and just rent out <sighs> just some kind of island or some kind of like enormous estate Ooh. to house everyone. It'll be like an entire week long thing. I think they are going to go like, out. That will be the biggest wedding. You know I what think. I could see her doing because she's kind of culturally insensitive. I, I think I could see her trying to like co-op like British, the great British bake-off, you know? Oh, interesting. Being like, Orlando, you're British. <laughs> and like get married in one of those tents. Yeah, I don't know. That would actually be pretty classy consider- for her and like actually <laughs> small scale. I'm thinking like ginormous, like there yeah. are pews and pews and pews of people. Okay, and then lastly, my last unanswerable question, which I feel like we all know the answer to this really, but <laughs> are you guys emotionally ready to see travel photos of like these very luxurious trips from celebrities? Because I actually have not missed them in any way. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if you guys have. No, I'm not emotionally <laughs> ready for that no. or spiritually or physically yeah. ready for that at all. Yeah. Maybe like once I have a trip under my belt again, oh. like maybe mm-hmm. late 2021, if we are able to travel again. But sure. right now I'm just like extremely jealous of anyone who can do that. So, and like very judgy. So <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Totally. Me too. And even mm-hmm. now there's like a couple ski trips going on, a lot of Cabo yes. trips. And I'm like, no, no, not yet. I was just on the Daily Mail and I saw Sophia Richie in a thong on a jet ski <laughs> in St. Bart's. And I was like, I don't like Jeez. this. I know. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready. The Kardashians went to Lake Tahoe recently, uh, which granted they probably they probably f- like flew on a private jet. But anyway, yeah, a lot of trips are already happening and I'm just not ready for more. <sighs> Too much travel. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, last category, cringe mode New Year's Eve. It wow. makes complete sense we're doing this, although I cannot believe we have not covered this movie yet. <laughs> um, I This is like ripe for cringe mode. So, Kate, do you want to, in, I don't know, the most concise way possible, kind of take us through New Year's Eve, the movie? God. I will try. This is just a classic holiday ensemble film from the makers of Valentine's Day, uh, which (laughs) was a previous cringe mode. Uh, Contains a lot of the same cast members. Mm -hmm. So literally there are like way too many actors in this movie for me to go through. Uh, It's like everyone you would expect to be in this movie and also John Bon Jovi. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, it's the lives of New Yorkers intersecting on New Year's Eve uh, in 2011. So almost exactly 10 years. Wow. Uh, and, you know, it's just like some of, the, some of them know each other. Some of their storylines interconnect. Some of them are happy. Some of them are sad. There's a lot of like love and romance. Honestly, pretty fun movie. I enjoy this yes. one much more than Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yes. That was good. I thought this one was pretty good. All right. Let's do some highlights on that positive note. Kate, what's a highlight for you? Uh, the main highlight for me in this movie was one of the storylines that I found to be very funny, which is the uh, two couples, Seth Meyers and Jessica Biel, and then Sarah Paulson and her like random actor husband that I didn't know. <laughs> and basically, the story is that they are both extremely pregnant and they're mm-hmm. competing to have the first baby of the new year because the couple that has the first baby wins $25,000, which is insane. That would not happen. However... Mm-hmm. They're obviously like trying everything they can to induce labor. They're like competing. The dads are competing. Uh, and I just thought it was a really funny, really good idea. And yeah, I, I found all the actors to be really entertaining uh, mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. in that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second highlight is that there's a blooper reel at the end of this movie. And we just <laughs> love a blooper reel. Just a classic <laughs> of the mid-2010 era. And yeah, just I love to see it every time. Yeah, we've said it before. Bring it back, please. It's so enjoyable yeah. <laughs> at the end of a movie. Um, and then you had Hillary Swank kind of narrating the whole movie. And it was very love, actually, where it starts. And it's like kind of the love is all around us message oh, at the very end. And it's yes. like kind of gets you in your feels right before you leave. It's really nice talking about the new year and new beginnings and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that was great. 
Which pair do you guys think, and I can read wow. some off to jog your guys' memory, which pair and storyline do you guys think had the best chemistry in this movie? We have, I'm going to start with a weird, but Abigail Breslin and Sarah Jessica Parker as like the mother-daughter duo, oh. and then kind of Josh Dumel at the end. Then you have Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle stuck in an elevator. You have John Bon Jovi, Katherine Heigl, and Sofia Vergara, two of which are caterers and running this cooking company to um, cater John Bon Jovi's big New Year's Eve ball thing. He's this right. uh, big pop star. You have Jessica Biel, Seth Meyers, and then Sarah Paulson, kind of, the hospital baby <laughs> competition. Hilary Swank and Hector Elizondo, who are working kind of like the ball drop back end stuff. And then you have Michelle Pfeiffer and Zach Efron. Who do you guys think? Those, I think, are like you the forgot, main You uh, Robert De Niro and Halle Berry in common. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> That, that was right. a sad storyline. I guess I was that focusing was. more on the joyous ones. <laughs> but um, ones. Amelia, who do you think had the best chemistry in those groups? I I don't know what it was, but I kind of freaking love Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer together. Did you? Yes. I oh like, my God, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like there was weird sexual tension and I couldn't I tell actually what was the actual feelings on either party. I love I couldn't that. Tell I was if like, I was, get it. Yeah. I wanted them to like end up together. And then I was yeah. like, I can't yeah. tell if I'm just projecting this. <laughs> yeah. And I think I was. I don't think that was purposeful. <laughs> yeah. They both brought some sexual chemistry. I was not actually anticipating <laughs> to that, yeah. that storyline because oh it's pretty, yeah, platonic. Yeah. I think yeah. Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle did an okay job. You know. Yeah. They're fine. Like two annoying people that you're like, well, at least they found each other. Definitely. I also kind of liked Katherine Heigl and Bon Jovi. Just me? No, I like them. You know, John Bon Jovi needs to be in more movies. I'll just He can still get it. I was going to talk about that later, but he's absolutely still got it. See, I was going to talk about that later too, but I was going to say he has a face that is like, it's not a movie face. You're like, oh, I know that face, but not from movies. So it kind of takes you out of every season where I'm like, this is like, punked or something you know it's like those worlds don't collide yeah and then Ashton Kutcher's there too so you're like what if this is punked <laughs> exactly so I guess we're choosing Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer which I don't feel great about uh, but okay yeah. um I also love how everyone was like I love in these movies where you know there's seemingly all these different storylines going on but they're actually all interrelated with one another like mm-hmm. we learn Freaking Zach Efron is siblings with Sarah Jessica Parker. I kind of loved that. You know, <laughs> you didn't Liz like is that. Like, Liz no? is like, no. There are some stretches there. I think yeah. any one of those, all these white people could have been related <sighs> to another. Like anyone right. could have been Robert De Niro's child. Right. You, know, you never knew who was actually going to be connected to who. That's true. Yeah. So it was fun to see who ended up with who in, in the yes. end. Yeah. That's I true. <laughs> I also to their, I don't, I guess the writing of this movie, they have some very inventive jobs. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of hard to come up with like 12 different lifestyles sure. in New York City and make them all quirky and unique and whatever. So mm-hmm. we had Sarah Jessica Parker, who I believe was like costume designer for the Rockettes. Uh-huh. Um, and she was like backstage at one point, you know, shoved the dancer out into the stage. Hillary Swank appeared to be like, it's the VP of the Times Square Alliance. So basically, she's just the woman in charge of the ball dropping. Right. Um, Ashton Kutcher is a comic book illustrator, you know, cool, quirky, classic guy in a movie. Michelle That's Pfeiffer him. is the secretary to like a head of a record company. Um, I don't know. At least they tried. They tried to make them all individual, yeah. interesting jobs, I feel like. Totally. And then last highlight, 
The end was very sweet and heartwarming. I'm such a sucker for these kinds of things. And the passing of time and you have What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. And it was just like a really nice wrap up, I think. It was like actually yeah. a feel good movie, which I was not anticipating. Agree. Yeah. It makes makes you hopeful. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, especially, yes, especially at a time like this. All right, let's do some lowlights because this is a kind of cringy movie um, in a lot of ways. <laughs> Kate, what are your thoughts? You know, there's always a storyline you just like don't need uh, in these mm. movies when there are so many storylines. And it's supposed yeah. to be like a cheery, feel-good movie. And Robert De Niro's character is dying of a terminal illness. Right. His dying wish is to go to the roof and see the Times Square ball drop, which is a really depressing uh, dying wish, in my opinion. But, you know, sure. And they just kept cutting back to him dying and his doctor being like, I can't take you to the roof. Like, let's put him on meds and get him through the night. And I just was like, I don't want this. Please go back to Seth Meyers and Jessica Biel and trying to induce their baby because that's much more exciting. Yeah, Yeah, I think obviously it was just trying to set the tone and like have him grayed out because he is dying. But the room was so unnecessarily bleak. It was like (laughs) there was a gray cast just and it was very shadowy. And it was like, I I don't believe that a hospital room would really look like that if he was dying. Hopefully someone would put maybe a bouquet of flowers or somewhere in there. But it was very dark and sad in his room. I mean, yeah, it was this whole tonal shift to like, they were like, oh, we're getting ready for New Year's. And then it was like him being like, I'm dying. And I was like, oh my God. It actually kind of was a hard pill to swallow. It was like whiplash because you'd go from Zagreb and like pedaling on his bike around the city trying (laughs) to get knockoff whatever her Michelle Fiverr's wish list. And then it was like him and he's like decrepit and he's like, I need to get outside. It was so sad. (laughs) Okay, Amelia, what's your low light? Um, I just, One thing, you know, I mean, I'm not expecting that these movies will win an Oscar or even a Golden Globe nomination, but I I cannot believe that we're supposed to like, even though the whole thing about Michelle Pfeiffer's character is that she doesn't get out that much like, okay, um, and she's out of touch, but no one is naming their dog Mr. Snugglepuss. That's just lazy screenwriting. And I can't. I'm not okay with it. Slapping Mr. Slapping Mr. onto a pet's name is just like, this person doesn't have human friends. You know, like that's just like. Totally. Definitely lazy. Definitely. Like (laughs) Mr. Anything is like, oh, this person is embarrassing. Feel sorry for them. That's true. Exactly. And also the fact that it's snuggle puss, like a puss, like a cat. No. (laughs) Yep. It's, yep. it's a right. dog, okay? Yeah. Come on. Another uncomfortable scene in that storyline. I just didn't like <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I just didn't like any of it. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, in your guys' opinion, what has aged the best and the worst? Aged the best, we already said it, but John Bon Jovi. Admittedly, mm-hmm. this movie yeah. was filmed 10 years ago, and I was like, Bon Jovi still looks great. And then I was like, well, maybe I should check his Instagram to make sure. <laughs> he definitely has aged quite significantly in the past 10 years. Uh, he okay. looks significantly older than he did in this movie. However... He can still get it. I really think John Bon Jovi still looks yeah. great. So sure. props yeah. to him and his sure. face. Mm-hmm. He's handsome. Totally. Um, I also was like, I did not. I for what? I don't know if I'm just like, I wasn't wearing any contacts or glasses when I was watching this movie. So maybe that was it. <laughs> but um, I really thought Michelle Pfeiffer was like Emma Stone for a good like <laughs> couple of minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know for Emma Stone Um, because Michelle Pfeiffer was not styled well in this movie. (laughs) She was not. No, but I just they the same kind of well actually I'm mm, a little same similar shade of brown hair. 
Mm. I, I, they I, have like I, similar kind of like striking know. eyes. I can kind of yeah, see Yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she looked so young. I mean, it was just good for her. She looks She great. does. She yeah. does. Um, <laughs> also, Ryan Seacrest, 10 years later, is still wow. hosting this what? ball drop. He's doing it again this year. It's going to be <laughs> all different and like uh, remote and all, and all that stuff. But, you know, he's still very relevant. He's still the ball drop guy. So good for you, Ryan Seacrest. That's true. <laughs> How pissed do you think Chris Harrison was that he didn't get the call for Valentine's Day? Wow. You know, was he relevant in 2011 um, or whenever Valentine's Day was made? I would say yes, because uh, The Bachelor has been on since like 2002 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. If apologies to Chris Valentine's Harrison. Day, Chris Harrison is a shoe in for, for some sure. kind of role. He has to write. Valentine's Day, too. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> um, and what is age the worst to you guys? We as a society, then and now, just need to do better by Sofia Vergara. She, mm. Her character in this movie is the same as her character in every movie, yeah. which she's better than. It's like the, oh, she doesn't speak English. Oh, she's so like, you know, she's boobs and an accent. And mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. She is really funny. Like she has moments mm-hmm. in this movie where I was like, Sofia Vergara is legitimately hilarious. But it like was despite her character, not because of it. I completely agree. And it also made me realize how long Modern Family has also kind of been hinging on that because this was oh such a God. like such a long time ago, this movie. And now still they just it, they hinged that on her for way, way, way too long. And I think you're absolutely too right. Long. She's a great comedian. Um, she has like a couple scenes of like physical kind of slapsticky comedy in this yeah. movie. And she's like really, really great. And I find that obviously a thousand times more charming than when like there's like, like Catherine Heigl can't understand her accent. Like that is just. I know. Yeah. I'm like, why are we still doing this? I yeah. just don't get it. Yeah. It is. I agree. Dated for sure. Um, yeah. I also thought, what is Ange the worst? Was Leah Michelle in a red bandage dress with <laughs> rhinestones. This is a great one, Amelia. Um, I was like, I, you know, I hadn't looked up when this movie was done, but I, in my mind, when I saw this, I was like, okay, so we've got to be talking like early 2010s. Lo and mm-hmm. behold, 2011. <laughs> the bandage dress had such a moment. That was like the pinnacle yes. of fashion at the high school dances that I went to. I never wore God. one because I'm just way too, just, I don't know what prudish for that. But um, she looked great. But yeah, it's a very certain period of time. That it dress. really is. Yeah. And then also the length of this movie, I thought at several times we were 20 minutes from the end, but it's like <laughs> two hours. It's kind of long. That's the problem with all these storylines. It's like when one wraps <laughs> up, you true. got seven others. Like Josh Duhamel and Sarah Jessica Parker, who are quote unquote love interests in this movie, don't meet up till the last 30 seconds. And you spend the whole time trailing the both of them. But <laughs> I digress. Let's do some MVPs. Kate, who is your pick for MVP of New Year's Eve? My MVP is Hector Elizondo because he was also my MVP of Valentine's Day. He (laughs) has a very minor role in this movie. He fixes the Times Square ball. He's like a a contractor electrician who like is spurned and then comes back at the right moment. And he has an accent. He's like doing a Russian accent for some reason, which is not his (laughs) accent. And I was just like, I fucking love you. And I'm so glad you're here. Completely agreed. Such a great guy to watch on screen. <laughs> so good. Uh, honestly, my favorite role of his is The Princess Diaries. Yep. Mm-hmm. We well, actually was looking at some trivia. Pretty Women. And Pretty Women. Oh, there's, right. um, there's a lot of trivia and like a lot of nods to The Princess Diaries. Really? In New Year's Eve. Yeah. Really? And it's all like in the IMDb like trivia oh. page. But there's a lot of like lines that they kind of put in like in his scenes oh. that are from The Princess Diaries. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. Oh. All right. Amelia, who's your MVP? I just, you know, I feel like this 
type of movie, this ensemble movie, um, where they get like big names like Robert De Niro and Halle Berry and stuff. But they have it. Though it's really held together, I guess, by all of the TV actors trying to transition over to movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like you got to do what you got to do, and they are working it. And God bless them because. They are the heart and soul of this movie, of all these So movies. true, Amelia. You know? That's a fantastic point. Also, yeah. want to give a quick shout out to my MVP, Seth Meyers, who oh. is in this movie quite charming and like yeah. really good on screen. And I'm sad that he didn't have a longer film career because he's good. They should have cast him in similar roles, I feel yeah. like. And last MVP for me is the New Year's spirit. There's just, it's like, <laughs> I ha- I feel like all of us have been such Grinches this entire year, but there's something about turning over a new leaf and it just yeah. gets you every time, you know? True. Mm-hmm. You hope things will be better. All right, let's do our lightning round. What cast member belonged in this movie the most? Kate. I have Zac Efron, uh, just because yeah. he lives in cringe mode now. He has absolutely yeah. the most reps of any other actor. I did not know he was in this movie when we picked this movie. He popped up and I was like, <laughs> of course you're here. Oh, that's really <laughs> funny. I chose Jessica Biel because I also like can't really place her in any at the forefront of any movie. But I was like, mm. oh, sure, you're here. Great. Like, I'll watch you. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's like, her character is pretty enjoyable. You know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What about you, Amelia? I think, again, like I said, this movie is really actually buoyed by like, Two types of actors. It's the TV transitioning to movie actors and then the actors who are really skilled actors and they're big names in that they've won like impressive awards. But, you know, they're, they're kind of past their prime, which is not their fault. Like Hillary Swank, she's a two time Oscar winner, but mm-hmm. she is just like forever on the B plus list. So Very true. At know, best. At best. God bless her. Yeah. All right. In your guys' opinion, what cast member belonged in this movie the least? Kate. I just felt bad for Michelle Pfeiffer. I was like, (laughs) you are an incredible diva actress and you're in this movie styled like a homeless person romancing (laughs) Zac Efron. And... And talking to He's talking to Mr. Snugglepuss. <laughs> yeah, really tough. I was like, yeah. you're better than this. She is. And what's weird to me is that she is married to David E. Kelly. So you would think that she would be in like Big Little Lies. You'd think she would be in Big Sky mm. or something. But she just chooses mm-hmm. not to, which, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Sure. I felt similarly about Halle Berry. I was like, she's kind yeah. of like a throwaway nurse character. She does help yeah. Robert De Niro has a soft spot for him. But I was like, what, what the hell is going on? But I looked it up. Apparently, she was supposed to be Katherine Heigl's role originally. And this is when she was going through her divorce. So she had to drop out. And then she like ended up recast as this like very small role. So it wasn't as big of a commitment. But okay. it felt odd to have her be such a small part of the movie because she is so amazing. I was like, you are such a fantastic actress. You should be like the head of all of this. Right. But that and then John Bon Jovi. I just can't. He's, he shouldn't be in a movie. He should be on the stage. And it just took me out of it every time. Also, can I just mention John Bon Jovi plays a, a rock star named Jensen. I'm like, just be Bon Jovi. Like yeah. he doesn't so need to true. play someone else. He already is a rock star. Very true. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also, I, I mean, think you could have interchanged him with like Harry Connick Jr., Sure. Yeah. I'm Any just kind of aging, there. aging crooner. Sure. But yes. I feel like Piers Brosnan also belonged in this oh! movie somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the next round. Yes. Um, yes. Oh my uh, yeah, God. Amelia, what cast member belonged in this movie the least to you? You know, I, at first I was shocked to see John Lithgow, but then I was yeah. like, you know what? No, I'm not shocked. <laughs> this is not above him. And I don't mean that in a, in a mean way. It's just like he was on Third Rock from the Sun for a long time. He is putting in his reps anywhere. 
he can, you know, get it. And honestly, he is, I, I would say months, months away from getting a podcast on Spotify. Like I, that's another prediction that I have. He's going to yeah. join the podcast family. Love it. Um, okay, next is cast someone who should be in this movie. You know that Justin Timberlake begged Jessica Biel to be in this movie. He was like, please, 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 please. And she was like, no, let me have something. He could have been the Seth Meyers role. I think he would have fit yeah. in there. Oh, nice one. Yeah, you're right. He absolutely could have, been, could have been the beginning of their love. Uh, I think Jennifer Garner should have made the jump with the rest of the Valentine's Day cast. There were a mm. ton of people from Valentine's Day in this. Uh, Jessica Biel was in it. Um, Ashton Kutcher was in oh, it as right. well. Yes, yes, yes. And I was just like, Jennifer Garner, why aren't you also here? You <laughs> yes. know, it just felt like she should her. be. Yeah, also felt like Reese Witherspoon should be in there as like a high, yes. strong kind of PR rep for the ball drop. And she oh ends my up God. falling for Hector Elizondo or someone <laughs> like unexpectedly. It feels like she's ripe for a role. Yeah, like she, she owns her own like PR company called like yes. Speedy Girl or something. And you know? she's like tiptoeing around <laughs> in her heels and she's like, yeah, it's four minutes away until the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. With her little coat, her pea coat. And totally. that's long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay, sorry. Okay, who would you guys rather get stuck in an elevator with? You got Leah Michelle or Ashton Kutcher? Uh, oh Kate. God. Uh, Ashton Kutcher in this movie is just like a huge asshole who looks like he smells bad. So I was yeah. just going to go. I was going to go with Leah Michelle, But then Leah Michelle started singing in the elevator and I had yeah. to switch to Ashton. So tough yeah. choice. I think a solo concert. I hate when people sing at me. Especially oh, alone. absolutely. Awful. I would rather choose a moody, annoying ass cartoonist. I feel like. <laughs> yes. Too. And also, you know, Ashton, I feel like in real life, he's trying to do some good. So I appreciate that. Um, oh, sure. And did anyone else think on this similar note, uh, Leah Michelle, when she was, when he was like, hey, you know, you're a, a groupie. And he was kind of like reading her and she was like, oh, let me give it a shot. I thought like, I thought the the music was going to change for a second and that there was going to be like a spotlight dropped on her and that she was going to start breaking out into song, but it didn't happen. So Anything is possible um, in a Leah Michelle role. Yeah, right? Like yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Okay. And then lastly, you have to cut one storyline out of the movie. What are you picking, Kate? Gotta be De Niro. I just yeah. did not need that depressing, melancholy vibe in my yeah. happy New Year's movie. <laughs> I just and like De Niro, like Robert De Niro doesn't need this movie. You know, Hillary Swank needs so this true. movie, but Robert De Niro does not. Yeah. So true. I chose Josh Jumel and Sarah Jessica Parker because they only met up in the final seconds. You had no time to connect the two of them as like people. And when they actually yeah. got together, you're like, no, that does it's too big of a stretch. I don't know. I would kind of Acts that whole thing. He's like on a RV the whole Yeah, movie, I didn't whatever. need him yeah, at all. He's like yeah. totally separate from everyone else for the yeah. rest of the movie. And I'm like, yeah. why are we with you? Who cares about Josh Jamel? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. Happy New Year to everyone who listens to Tea Time and no one else. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening. It'll be a great new year for Tea Time. We've got a lot of exciting stuff in the works. Thank you, Kaya, our producer, for always editing Bless us her. to sound all right. <laughs> yes. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedmeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 